to another edition of Bergen Stages Radio Theater. Today's story is the sci-fi thriller, The Tenth Planet. My name is Walker. My home is in California, North American continent, planet Earth. My life for the most part has been average and exciting. I attend church, discuss politics, give my son boxing lessons, and on Saturday nights, my wife and I usually have a few friends in for bridge. These things are important not only that you may know more about me, but that I may carefully report and you may evaluate everything that has happened since the afternoon I walked into my home and found a visitor awaiting me. A visitor from the Bureau in Washington. Hi, darling. Oh. Todd, this is Mr. Webster. He's with the Bureau. How do you do, Mr. Walker? He's a G-man, Pop. A real honest-to-goodness G-man. Bobby. Yes, Bobby. Uh, now suppose you and Mummy. Yes, I'll keep him occupied, dear. Thanks. Come on, Bobby. We'll drive down to the market. Uh, sit down, Mr. Webster. Thank you. Uh, here are my credentials, Mr. Walker. Uh-huh. Just what do you want to see me about? How long has it been since you've seen your brother, Mr. Walker? Oh, Harry? Well, I haven't seen him since he went to work at the Atomic Center over in New Mexico. You talked to him recently? On the phone, I mean. No. Uh, why do you... Letters from him? Oh, well, he usually writes about once a week, but I haven't had a letter now in, oh, I guess it's been close to three weeks. Well, what did he write then? Oh, just the usual things. Working hard, feeling fine. Usual things a brother writes. No mention of his work? Uh, no. He's never written about his work. It's highly secret, I believe. Yeah. Mr. Walker, you and your brother have always been very close, haven't you? Yes, ever since our father died. And he hasn't contacted you in any way during the past two weeks? That's right. I guess that checks you out, Mr. Walker. Sorry to have bothered you. Uh, Mr. Webster? Yeah? What's happened to Harry? I'm sorry, Mr. Walker. My orders were to contact you. Find out when you heard from him last. That's all I know. He's dead. Dead? Why do you say that? Well, if he weren't, I'd have heard from him. Well, you can't be sure of that. Now, he may have been transferred. His work is classified. There could be any number of reasons. No, no, no. No, when Harry took the job, we prepared for this. We, we, we have a code. A code? We agreed that if he should suddenly be sent somewhere unexpectedly, or if he weren't free to let me know where he is, or what he's doing, he'd send me a wire saying, Happy birthday, Pappy. Uh-huh. Pappy? Well, he's called me that since Dad died. I see. Well, now, let's not look on the black side, Mr. Walker. You may hear from him any day. Oh, can you give me any other information about him? I'm sorry. I'm just doing a job. Well, so was he. Webster was barely out of the house when I was on the phone. After an hour and 20 minutes or so of red tape, I reached the security office at the Atomic Center in New Mexico. Security, Major Collins speaking. Major, I'm the brother of Harry Walker. Are you calling from Larock, Mr. Walker? I'm calling from my home in California. What difference does that make? Well, if you give me your number, I'll call you back. 
I realize the necessity for caution, but I don't understand why you people won't tell me what's happened to Harry. I'm sorry, Mr. Walker. I'll have to call you back. Well, don't bother, Major. I'll be over there by tomorrow night. The heat was rising off the asphalt-covered street as I drove through the small desert town of La Rock. I was hot, dirty, and tired of driving all night. There weren't any signs to show me the way to the Atomic Center, so I stopped by for coffee and got all the directions I needed. Forty-five minutes later, I was in a small frame building, a kind of sentry post, waiting for Major Collins. Sorry to keep you waiting, Mr. Walker. Uh, you Collins? Yes. I had to stop inside to pick up your brother's personal file. Before we say anything else, I have a few questions I'd like to ask you. You have questions to ask me? Please, Mr. Walker, sit down and let me ask you... Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's that? Just a routine test. Now then, according to this file, Harry, Walker's nearest living relative is his brother, Todd Walker. What is your wife's maiden name, Mr. Walker? Uh, Miller. Jean Miller. The birth date of your son? Uh, April 12th, 1941. Your grandfather's birthplace? Grandfather? <laughs> um, England, I believe. Uh, Ipswich? Not too sure. Uh, now look here, Major. Just a few more, Mr. Walker. What was the name of the family that lived next door to you in 1933? 33? Uh, uh, we lived in Adamsville then. Uh, there was a girl, uh, her father was a minister. I don't remember their name, though. What happened to a dog you owned called Spot? <laughs> Spot was killed, fell down a flight of cement stairs. Well, I was only ten years old when that happened. Now, Major Collins... I Here's your pass. Now, if you'll come with me, Mr. Walker, I'll tell you everything we know about the disappearance of your brother. Before I had the chance to say anything else, before I could think of anything else to say, we were beyond the two sentry posts, through the Great Steel Gate, and inside the restricted area of the Atomic Center. You aren't radioactive, are you, Mr. Walker? What? We're passing through a safety zone. If either of us is contaminated by radioactive materials, fishblend, uranium, an alarm bell will sound. Oh. Uh, how's your son doing in school this year? Oh, Bobby? Oh, fine. I read the last two letters you wrote to your brother. Sounds like you've got quite a boy on your hands. Yeah, he is. Playing right field on the school baseball team, hmm? Uh, first base. Oh, yes. Still, uh, checking, Major? Nobody ever died being too careful. Yeah, this was your brother's room. Why is it padlocked? I didn't want any of his things disturbed. It is exactly as he left it. When are you going to tell me what happened to him, Major? Cigarette. Thank you. Three weeks ago today, at about eight in the evening, your brother was seen to leave this room and enter the outside area. He appeared to be on his way to the mess hall for supper. He never arrived there. Where'd he go? We don't know. What? All we do know is that about 50 yards from this building, he was accosted by a man wearing a heavy trench coat. Trench coat? In this heat? He stopped and talked to this man. That's the last time he was seen. Well, who was the man in the trench coat? 
We haven't been able to identify him. Culver, one of your brother's friends here, saw them together. He heard the man call your brother by name, and he heard your brother mention the word target several times. Target? This is just the way Harry left the room, huh? Yes. Be careful about touching things, please. Well, here's his suits and shirts. Billfold, wristwatch. All of his things are here. Everything. Even his past and identification papers. Nothing but the clothes on his back. Well, what's this piece of rock here on the desk? Paperweight? I suppose so. Well, it's heavier than it looks. Um, probably something he was working with. I can arrange for you to take his personal things in a day or two, Mr. Walker. Thanks. Well, you certainly can't suspect him of deserting. We never did. To do that, he'd have had to walk out of the camp. He didn't walk out. Well, then... There's only one possible way he could have gotten out of here. Well, how's that? Up. Straight up. We left the room soon after that and started down the stairs. Neither of us said very much as we walked slowly back to the little building at the front gate. Are you going to stay in La Rock, Mr. Walker, or do you plan to return to California? Uh, I don't know yet. When you know, I'd appreciate if you'd call me. Yeah, yeah, I will. What's that? Safety zone alarm. One of us is contaminated. What? One of us has radioactive dust on his clothes. Uh, over here, please, quickly. All right, Mr. Walker, I'll step out into the zone first. Looks like you're it. Will you step out, please? Come on. Radioactive, are you sure? Certainly. Uh, but how? I haven't touched anything except the paperweight. I know, Mr. Walker. Well, I, I barely touched it. You'd better spend the night here, Mr. Walker. By the time the boys in the decontamination room get through with you, it'll be quite late. Um, thanks. Incidentally, I've made up my mind. Yes? I'm going to stay in the rock. I'm going to find out what happened to Harry. Next morning, I drove back to town and called on a real estate agent. He knew of an adobe house for rent just off the highway about five miles from the Atomic Center, and I took it, sight unseen. The house was small but comfortable, and most important, it had a telephone. That evening, I called Jean. Todd, it's good to hear your voice. When are you coming home? I, uh, I thought I'd stay here for a while, Jean. Maybe you and Bobby could fly over? Of course. When? Tomorrow. Wonderful, darling. Uh, did you find out anything about Harry? He, uh... Well, I'll tell you when you... Todd? When you get here. What's the house like, dear? Todd? It, uh, something's happening here, Jean. Uh, something I don't understand. What? Everything's turning green. The house, the room, everything. Todd, what is it? There's something out in the desert. A green light. Todd? Todd? Todd, are you... Jean, listen to me. Hello? 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 Oh, phone's dead. 
that, that noise, that humming. What is it? Yes? What do you want? Good evening, Mr. Walker. May I come in? Thank you. Is it always so cold here? Well, cold? It's hot. It's over 90. Precisely. You're cold even with that coat on? I've brought you a message, Mr. Walker. I was told to say, Happy Birthday, Pappy. <laughs> Harry's alive. Of course. And you? Who are you? Oh, forgive me. My name is Torgood. I've come from the Tenth Planet. My heart was pounding like a voodoo drum. I didn't want to believe what I'd heard. Talk of flying saucers, spaceships, interplanetary travel. This wasn't for me. I was a professor of mathematics, a logical man. And yet, there I was in a rented adobe house in the middle of the desert, talking to a man who had calmly announced in a manner that made me believe him that he came from an unknown planet somewhere in Earth's solar system. A tenth planet? In talking to Earthmen, I find that to be the most simple designation. But there are only nine planets in our solar system. You are mistaken. Well, but the scientists... Are mistaken. I see. You say you've seen my brother recently? Yes. Where is he? With us. Well, he's all right, unharmed? In perfect physical condition, and very happy. In fact, only one thing could make him happier. Yes? Sit down, Mr. Walker. My time is limited and I have much to say. For the next two hours, I listened to the most fantastic narrative I'd ever heard in my life. It defied logic, reason, and at the same time seemed to explain the flying saucers, the green fireballs, and the disappearance of so many men during the past few years. Industrialists, artists, jurists, writers, scientists are but a few. But why? Why are you doing this? So that someday, these men will be able to rebuild what is left of Earth. Rebuild Earth? Your experiments into atomic research. Juvenile as they are, are dangerous. You are children playing with matches that could ignite the universe. We cannot let that happen. Therefore, the time is near for us to conquer Earth. You've already seen our rapers. Rapers? I've never heard of... Oh, I believe you call them flying saucers. Most amusing. They are scouting craft. Soon we shall land in force. When? Before I may answer that, Mr. Walker, I must know whether or not you intend to join us. Well, join it? Oh, I see. I realize you will want some time to consider this proposal. Yeah, I guess I will. I am authorized to give you three days, Earth time. In 72 of your hours exactly, I shall return. Well, suppose my answer is no. Then you will stay here on Earth. Oh, but I could warn them. Warn all the nations on Earth. Make them stop productions of atomic weapons. Warn them? Do you think they would believe you, Mr. Walker? All right, Todd. Do you want to tell me now about Harry? Harry's safe. He, he's fine. Well, that's a relief. You hadn't mentioned him all day, so I thought... Well, Todd, where is he? On the 10th planet. 
Oh, darling, stop joking. I'm serious. So am I. Deadly serious. Jean, listen to me. Listen. And remember that I've never been more serious about anything in my life. Good evening, Mr. Walker. Oh, Major Collins, come in, sir. Sorry to disturb you at this time of night, Mr. Walker, but we've been very busy at the research center, and I didn't want you to think I'd forgotten about you. Well, uh, but it's kind of you to take such an interest, Major, but, um, well, to be honest, I, I don't think we'll be around much longer. Oh? Have you had some word from your brother, Harry? No, no, uh, not exactly. But, but, well, under the circumstances, there didn't seem to be much of a point in staying here. I, I'm sure your people do everything they can to find him. Mr. Walker, are you sure you haven't heard from your brother? I have neither seen nor talked to my brother. I ask if you've heard from him. Yes, I've heard from him. Mr. Walker... As a citizen, it's your duty to turn any information you may have over to me. <laughs> you wouldn't believe any of my information, Major. Well, suppose you let me be the judge of that. All right. I've received a message from Harry. Where is he? On the 10th planet. On the... what? He's on the 10th planet. Mr. Walker, this is no time- I'm perfectly serious, Major. I told you you wouldn't believe me. I see. And that's all you have to tell me. One thing more. The inhabitants of that planet are going to conquer this Earth. With rocket ships and ray guns, I presume? Mr. Walker, I'll ask you once more. Where is your brother? I've told you. You leave me no choice, Mr. Walker. I shall have to report the fact that you... Well, that you are withholding vital information. Good night. Shortly after ten, we heard it. And again, the desert and the room, everything, turned that strange metallic green. It's... it's fantastic. Todd, I'm scared. No, no, baby, it's all right. This, this is just how it was the other night. How long, uh, how long before he'll come to the house? Any minute now. I, I don't like this. Funny, he, he should have been here by now. Maybe something's happened, Todd. Maybe they're going to kill us. Uh, no, 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 D don't talk like that. I'll take a look out there. Well, Todd, don't leave me. Here, stay with Bobby. I'll be right back. Good evening, Mr. Walker. Oh, Torga, uh, we've been waiting for you inside. Yes, I know. Have you reached your decision, Mr. Walker? Yes, we have. We're going to go with you. We? Oh, my wife and son. We're all packed. I'm afraid you misunderstood my original proposal, Mr. Walker. What? My offer did not include your wife and son. It took me only a second to realize what this meant. 
And then I turned and ran as fast as I could. Suddenly, in that moment, I was a man. A man of Earth, with a wife and child. And I had no intention of leaving them. Jean! Jean! Yes, dear. What? Get your things. Hurry. We're getting out of here. Todd, what is it? I'll tell you later. Now get the car started and I'll get Bobby. But what about the... Please, please, Jean. What is it, Pop? We're going to go home, son. Back to California. Come on, here we go. I don't think I'd like it on another planet. I like it right here. This other planet, I I'd get scared. I want to stay right here. I'll drive, Jean. Where are we going? I'm going to try to make it to the Atomic Center. I looked back through the rearview mirror and breathed easier. The night was moonlit, pure golden moonlight. It wasn't green anymore. When we reached the highway, I was sure we'd made it. Darling, what is it? I, uh, I don't know. Gas is all right. Here, take my jacket. I'm gonna go look under the hood. Ignition's okay. It's not flooded. Jane, I don't see a thing wrong. Well, what shall we do? There's a gas station about a half mile down the road. But you stay here with Bobby. Todd! I won't be gone over 20 minutes. What? What is this? Oh, oh, oh no. No, green. Everything's turning green. Raypa. Raypa. They're coming after me. I've got to get away. Torgood! Cannot escape us. I'll get away. I've got to get away. I I've got to make it. I've got to make it. No, no, Jean! Jean! I'm writing this in a room deep inside a spaceship approximately four and a half million miles from Earth. On Earth, I was a teacher of mathematics. Among the others seated about me are a doctor, an accountant, a judge, an actor, a machinist, farmer. The list is a long one. They are men of various nationalities who one by one disappeared off the face of the earth. They're men who are being taken to the 10th planet. I'm positive that earth as we know it is doomed. It's only a matter of time. They know our weakness and they know our strength. And they will conquer and rule the earth. It's only a matter of time. The time it takes to reach Earth from the 10th planet. There's only one slim chance. If Major Collins were to have that radioactive rock we found in my brother's room analyzed, he could find that it is not of our planet. Perhaps then he would realize I was telling the truth. Otherwise, it's only a matter of time. Thank you for tuning in to Bergenstage's Radio Theater's performance of The Tenth Planet, featuring Matthew Rella as Walker, Sarah Vellarini as Jean, Ray Parente as Webster, Alexander Preziosi as Collins, Karl Marx as Torgood, and yours truly as Bobby. 
Dean Matson is our recording engineer and sound effects creator. Marianne Coe is our video engineer, and I am Jim Bumgardner, your host. Thank you to Bergen Community College, the BCC Office of Student Life, and the BCC Media Technologies Department. Tune in again to another episode of Bergen Stage's Radio Theater soon, and be sure to catch some of our earlier episodes available online. Until next time, remember, don't touch that dial, and if you do, remember to disinfect it first.